everyone. Welcome to another episode of Words of Heart. In today's episode, we have the privilege of speaking with Jeremy Haas. Thank you for joining me today, Jeremy. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity to share my story. Awesome. So, Jeremy, if you could tell my listeners a bit about yourself, that would be great. Yeah, uh, my name is Jeremy Haas, obviously. uh, You guys know that by now. And I am the co-founder of Stash It Self Storage. We are a tech startup uh, revolutionizing the self-storage industry. And my background, I've come from business operations, government. Uh, I was, as a child, raised around the military my entire life. So I definitely do have a really vast background and especially over the last few years have gone through a lot that uh, really adds to my story that I believe a lot of people should hear. Do you mind um, sharing a bit about that story? Yeah. Uh, so three years ago, uh, a little over three years ago, my I met my co-founder uh, to start Stash It. And uh, at the time I was actually married. Uh, I am divorced now and uh, everyone knows that running a startup is not easy. It's a lot of organized chaos and uh, really it's hard to manage on your own. Uh, You really do need a support system. And unfortunately, early on in the startup life, uh, I was going pretty much insane, having panic attacks and being stressed out all the time and really not managing anything well. Uh, I was overworking myself. And uh, when I, when my wife and I divorced, I fell into a huge bout of depression uh, to the point where my co-founder and my advisor didn't think that I could actually continue doing, doing the work, uh, which is understandable. Uh, there, there were a lot of times where I even questioned myself. And thankfully, my co-founder, my advisor, they were always there to help me any way they could, whether it was uh, checking up on me, uh, making sure I'm staying focused, making sure I have every opportunity to make sure I'm okay, uh, going to therapy, going and doing a lot of other things. And I had my my siblings and my parents to also... Uh, check in on me and help me through definitely the confusing time of divorce and the added stress of trying to get a startup off the ground. (laughs) It's definitely really difficult and every day is still a work in progress. I mean, it's been a couple of years to this uh, today and uh, every day I'm still improving. It doesn't just magically go away and not have to worry about my mental health anymore. I found, I've definitely found other ways to cope with my stress and manage my time better. Uh, I am a practice. Jeremy, you still there? Oh, snap. What just happened? Jeremy? 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 Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, I thought I lost you. <laughs> it went all quiet. Oh, no. 
said you were a practitioner and then everything went blank. So if you could repeat <laughs> that, that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm a practitioner in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I'm a, I'm a purple belt. I've been actually training for about 10 years now. But the last two to three years have really been a huge growth in my life because I've learned how to take everything from, from the mats and from the gym to take away that stress, to manage my life, to be better. And uh, I've really made a, a, a bunch of strides over the last couple of years merging jujitsu and my work life together where my advisor helps me uh, manage my time better, uh, try to really improve myself and those lessons intertwine with jujitsu. So I can actually say that I'm, I'm in a much better place than I was two years ago. And every day I'm constantly improving myself. I know it's hard to believe for a lot of people, but uh, I, my, my intention is always be better than the day before. And slowly I can look back and see how much, how much I've improved, how far I've come since uh, my bout of depression and dealing with uh, all the stresses being overwhelmed with everything. I um, admire your um, um, mindset as to be better than you were yesterday because yesterday's the past and tomorrow's a new day so it is what you make of it and you should make it a good one in my personal opinion um could you touch a bit about um how um you said you you have a military background or your family has a military background um how has that um how did that affect you growing up because I know that couldn't have been easy um for simply because it's the military and all. Right. Yeah. So for me, I actually got lucky. Uh, my dad served 20 years in the United States Air Force and uh, he retired around the time I started school. So it didn't affect me too bad considering uh, I, I know some people, they've grown up their entire life in the military where they're traveling around the world, moving from one place to another. And that's hard for kids. I mean, you, you want that social interaction. You want those friendships that really last. And, I'm, and even for me, I didn't have that immediate childhood friend that a lot of people have when you start school. You already have friends. Uh, so it was very hard for me uh, having that sort of upbringing and also just me being naturally introverted it was very difficult for me to make friends and make connections with people. And really it, it kept compounding throughout the years where uh, even to this day, I only have a small, a very small circle of friends. I, from high school and middle school, I probably only talked to maybe two people. Uh, and one of them, one of them, I actually, uh, he's my best friend. He's the only one I really talk to on a consistent basis. So it's, it was difficult trying to do that. And then uh, it, it's hard to relate with people, what it's like being a military child and uh, things like that, where my, my parents always stressed uh, a lot of things. So 
I grew up saying yes, sir, yes, ma'am, to everyone. And a lot of people were just so taken aback by that. And uh, even to this day, people think I'm a lot older than I really am just because of the way I carry myself, the way I speak, and those those certain terms of endearment and respect that I use. And so it's still, it's still to this day, a bit of a struggle to assimilate with the rest of the world, knowing that's my upbringing and most people can't relate to that. Okay. Um, you mentioned um, socialization. Um, with the pandemic and everything going on, um, do you um, have any thoughts on that as far as how it may be affecting you or um, mentally, physically? Um, I know you resort to jujitsu to help with your anxiety. Um, is that helping at all during this time? Yeah, uh, during the pandemic, it was definitely everything was heightened uh, and magnified, I would say, because before the pandemic, I my entire staff for Stash It is remote. So we don't have an office where we go in and talk to each other uh, and have that social interaction like you would in a normal office. So for the longest time, it was literally just me in my apartment really sending emails, doing work uh, until I go to the gym. And that was my social interaction doing jujitsu. Once the pandemic hit, uh, going to the gym was impossible. Uh, Being in close contact with with a bunch of people, uh, that was very difficult to, to adjust to when I can't go to the gym and train with people. it, it really heightened my anxiety. My physical and mental health really took a huge decline. I gained probably 50 to 60 pounds just kind of eating out of stress and boredom uh, and not working out. And now we are starting to kind of open up again where I can train. We are still uh, taking things very slowly and being very careful because uh, we still want to be as safe as possible, but it still has not gone back to that initial, this is my therapy. This is my religion. This is helping me in so many ways. We would do zoom classes and uh, to try to continue some sort of training in the gym, but uh, everyone can really attest that, that, doing Zoom classes is not the same as being in the gym doing the workouts. So the pandemic really, really showed how important to millions of people, how important mental health is. Uh, We sit there going stir crazy, sitting in in our homes, watching TV, not interacting with people. And then when it comes time to work, we struggle. And even now you see people struggling to even interact with others. Uh, I have a dog that requires a lot of exercise. I'm walking outside with her and there's people walking down the street as well. And they will cross the street and avoid me at all costs, which breaks my heart because my dog is very social. She's very friendly. She wants to play with everyone. And then there's me where 
I'm also starved for social interaction. So we are caught in this weird limbo of do we be safe and really avoid everyone at all costs or do we risk it and talk to people and interact with others? And that's a, a very difficult balance that everyone, myself included, is trying to find. Right. And I can um understand um where you're coming from. Um just to give you a little background to me. Um I this was the pandemic technically started a year ago. Hard to believe that. Um I got <laughs> yeah. Um I got um diagnosed with diabetes um January twenty twenty at the start of the pandemic. So um yay. I have to have a drastic <laughs> Health chain during a virus. Yay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's yay. hard enough as it is to make those changes on a normal normal life and <laughs> now you right. have to do it. Um, but um luckily um I took um what occurred to me having diabetes and stride and I saw it as God's way of giving my life more purpose. So I didn't really truly see it as a negative. Um like some people might um, perceive it to be. Um, before everything got shut down, um, I live in Florida, so I don't know um, where you live specifically. We didn't really discuss that. Um, but um, I kind of social distanced from everyone um, before um, that protocol was in effect because um, the news of being diabetic was really new to me, and I wasn't it was hard enough for me to process it. it. I didn't want to like lay that burden onto anybody or at least let them know quite yet. Um, right. So I, I was not socializing. I was staying home. Um, I took a break from school um, because my family recommended that. Um, and then come March, I was finally feeling like myself again. And I decided to go out for like the first time in months. <laughs> I decided to go out and then I went out once and then bam, the quarantine's in effect. So right. to go from like not socializing to not really feeling like yourself and then going, finally feeling like you again, you go out and then bam, you're condensed to your house again, pretty much, but this in this case you have no choice um i mean i'm really grateful for zoom and the young adult ministry that i signed up um for but it was it was really difficult because i was finally feeling like me and then to get conducive to my home was really challenging because i am used to socializing and being out amongst my friends and um, even now it's still a bit difficult. Um, I don't, um, do big social gatherings. I'm really self-conscious because I'm part of that factor that if I get the, um, virus, um, my chances of surviving are a lot lower than everybody else's. So, um, I don't really go out. Um, so I'm convinced to my home, which... Of course, um, social media, unfortunately, is a monster when it comes to staying at home. Oh, yeah. You just go down the <laughs> rabbit hole case. and 10 hours later, you're still sitting in the same spot. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
And I know many of my friends have had trouble um, comprehending my reasoning for staying home. Um, it just makes sense because I don't want to get infected with the virus. Um, yeah, I think a lot of a lot of people, I mean, with the pandemic, it's, again, sort of uh, amplified a lot of the issues with our social interactions and that understanding of what other people think. Uh, I, I don't want to get into it, but everything's been so polarized with uh, things like politics. Everyone is arguing about everything. Uh, I live in the Bay Area and just outside of San Francisco and with the pandemic, things were easy to shut down, I, I, I would say, because most people work remotely. But that's not to say that it was difficult. I mean, you have a lot of restaurants that were forced to shut down and a lot of gyms, a lot of people just trying to get by. But now it's just just what you said. A lot of people don't really understand your reasoning for uh not socializing, not going out, even when laws permit you to. Uh, you go to Texas, Florida, Idaho, uh, things are completely open. Whereas I'm in California, things are starting to open. Uh, and it, it's, it's still difficult to manage. But people, people don't have that same sense of understanding that, that everyone thinks differently. And you must be crazy. People think you must be crazy if you don't think exactly the same way they do, which for me, that, that's very difficult because I like to understand what people, what people think and why they think it. Uh, so it helps me develop a very good perspective on a certain situation. But uh, now it's always just one or the other and no one wants to have a conversation around uh, certain things that they do. Uh, such as you want to stay home, I want to understand why versus most people will will hear that you want to you want to stay home and stay inside. Uh, they will just berate you and say uh, you 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 think you must think this is ridiculous you you are you are being scammed by everyone. this isn't real, blah 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 and it it's it's not about that. Uh, with the pandemic, I see it as everyone has their own risk tolerance levels, just like with everything else. And people are taking certain measures to uh, deal with that risk level they are okay with. Some people are very cavalier and yeah, they will go outside. They don't care about anything. And other people are going the other extreme and being complete hermits. Uh, and then you have actually the majority of people are kind of in the middle of there. And unfortunately, it, it everyone's stuck in limbo with with uh, what 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 they should or shouldn't believe just because everything you see on TV is one extreme or the other, which is completely horrible. Right. So to Lighting up this conversation, which is an awesome conversation, I have that silly icebreaker question I mentioned. I don't know if I'm going to be able to stump you because we're talking about um, the pandemic and how we desperately want things to get back to normal. But um, I'm going to throw the question at you anyway. If you could have one superpower that's not flying... 
because I know people. I know people have their thoughts on travel and everything with what's going on, and they miss it. But I have to take flying away. <laughs> if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh, if I had one superpower, uh, it, it's actually funny. I'll I'll tell you a quick little story. But um, the one superpower I would have is healing, uh, like Wolverine. And it's funny that you asked this question because I actually asked this question as interview questions to potential new hires. <laughs> uh, I, I remember hearing it for one, one job I actually applied for and interviewed for back in college. And I was used to a lot of curveballs, but this one hiring manager was just prepare me. She's like, okay, I have this really weird question. And I just, just don't think too much about it. Just answer it. And her question was, if you could be, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? And afterwards she explained to me why she asked that. And it was, <laughs> and she was so pleased with my answer because it was, it was to give insight into my own personality on the job. Uh, so her, her takeaway from me saying I wanted to be like Wolverine and uh, be able to heal myself is uh, I don't mind going into the fire and getting beat up because I, I know I'll be okay. <laughs> I, I mean, that's kind of the same thing here is I've always, I mean, I've always loved Wolverine. I grew up watching X-Men. Uh, <laughs> I, I love reading the X-Men comics. So it's like, I fell in love with Wolverine. And so even now with the pandemic, like it still applies because I'd like, I like helping people. So I'd want to be that person that helps people by going out and doing what needs to be done. And even if I get sick or hurt or whatever, that I know I would be okay uh, because I could heal myself. Uh, and for those, for those people like you who want to be even more cautious, those, those are the people I want to help. If that if that makes sense. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it makes perfect sense. I like your power. That's the beauty about this question. Many people approach it differently, and you want to use yours to help others, and that's beautiful because that's what our powers are for—to help others. Yeah, uh, I mean, again, being raised around the military, my my dad really uh, instilled in me that. I'm nothing without, without the people I surround myself with. You look at a military unit, they all work together. Uh, no, the idea of no one is left behind, this sort of camaraderie, brotherhood type of thing. That's what I was raised around. And uh, so I was always that person who was willing to lend a helping hand, even if it, even if it meant putting my own desires on the back burner, which is a good and bad thing. I mean, I, I put my dreams aside for a number of people just to help them achieve theirs. And now I've kind of realized I need to actually chase after my own dreams, which is uh, why when I met my co-founder, I jumped on board and started, started our company, which again is also perfect because our company is helping a lot of people, whether it's to find cheaper storage solutions or putting money in people's hands because our hosts are homeowners and they can rent out their garage or whatever a storage space and they make money off of it, which people so desperately need now. 
<laughs> exactly. And that's also um a huge part. Actually, it's not even a huge part. It's probably the main part as to why I started this podcast um to help others go try to handle this crazy time and perhaps smile when you think there's no reason to smile. Yeah, and it, it's hard to always remember uh, to smile or have fun. Uh, I was actually just having a conversation with someone. Uh, I was actually my jujitsu instructor uh, talking about how how to teach children. And he always says, like, every new kid that walks into the gym, he always tells them he has two rules. And you're kind of preparing yourself, okay, these must be like, okay, don't don't hurt people or something like that. His his rule, his number one rule is to have fun, uh, to always have fun, to be a kid, to laugh and smile. And then a second rule is to be a good person. And it, it, it was nothing about jiu-jitsu or martial arts or anything like that or be the best you can possibly be at the sport. It was be a good person and really helping others and being there for when others need it. So you can be the best possible version of yourself. And that really resonates to, um, again, why you've started this podcast is to put smiles on people's face, to remind them that, uh, that even, even when life ha- gets you down, there's a lot of bad things on your mind that really are at the forefront of, of your thoughts to still just smile and remember, remember all the good things that there are good things out there, even with all the insanity going on in the world. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Jeremy, we're at the end of our awesome conversation. Um, Do you want to tell my listeners about where they could find your business website or what it's called before you wrap up? uh, So everyone can find my company stash it, uh, whether you Google our name, uh, social media platforms, if you just look up stash it self storage, uh, you will find us. And you can also find my personal pages on social media. Uh, typically my handle is J Haas underscore CEO. Uh, and they will, those pages will also have links directly to my company's stuff. So there's multiple ways they can find me. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me today, Jeremy. This was a really great conversation. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's always <laughs> it's always fun to have a conversation like this and uh, share my story and go in depth and how my story can help people and how how people can remember to be happy and smile and push through whatever struggle they're going through. Exactly. To all my listeners, stay healthy, stay safe, and until next time.